Yes, sir. Let's make history. Might leave that in. Hello, welcome. It's hard lore time. How are you, Bo? Oh, I'm good. I'm frazzled. I'm a little frazzled. You're frazzled by this topic we've chosen? We, I feel as though I have to put a disclaimer out because we were on one idea and then did the complete opposite about uh, two hours ago. (laughs) I got to keep you on your toes or, (laughs) or what's the point, you know? So if my list seems a little rough... I promise that's why. Hey, wouldn't be nothing new, am I right, brother? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, today, we are gathered here to talk about a topic that is very important to both of us, I would say. Mm-hmm. Very specific <laughs> kind of song, you know? Yeah, usually, and, and usually it's like, especially for hardcore, yeah. we got to talk, we got to talk about parameters and all this stuff, but especially for hardcore, it's like typically one a record unless it's the whole record. Right. Yeah. You so know we'll, I mean? you know, we'll we'll get into all that yeah. and just kind of what this means. But yeah, we're here to talk about soft songs by hard bands. Yes, it's a beautiful thing when it's done the right way. Correct. Yeah? I totally agree. And for uh, anybody keeping score, that means we were gonna do hard songs by soft bands. <laughs> so I had to really <laughs> like switch things around, but. The re uh, that's that will be more satisfying as a sequel to this. A hundred percent agree. Because that that meant that means we're we're not talking about hardcore music for two hours. You know, Pretty we're much. talking about other stuff, which I would love to expand the palate of the listener. Exactly. But that's not really why we're here. You know? Exactly. Exactly. We're here to right. refine the palette of the listener and show them the way and show them that in har- within hardcore music, within the greater spectrum of hardcore metal rock, it's okay to let your soft side shine. Every mm. Sometimes it's the best. <laughs> Sometimes it's the best song a band will ever write. So what are you considering? Let's, let's get into the parameters. Sure, the What's parameters. a hard band? A hard band, you know, ge- something that is generally considered like aggressive kind even rock music can be hard hard rock yeah has its, uh, its own cafe Ooh. has a casino that i lose a lot of money at <laughs> it's a lot of things you know most of my picks are hardcore metal adjacent okay yeah good i'm gonna be on my phone a bit but it's my list you know sure. um, and you just made me think of one so that's good and i fully agree i think like anything that really isn't like pop or even Oh, one could argue that like there's hard hip hop, but that's not again that's not really hundred percent. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, a different yeah. discussion for a different day. Hip hop totally. is as hard as anything. Yeah, yeah. So that's not really what we're going to talk about. But then it's pretty much guitar music. It's palm muting music. Okay, I like that palm muting okay. music. Yeah. Okay. I like palm muting music. Why don't I would love if you went first? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a fun one. I don't want to start with a technicality. Okay, good. You know, so so don't consider this technicality. Okay. Oi music is inherently hard. Yes. It's it's kind of both, isn't it? Wow. It's it's blue collar. Yeah. It's anti-establishment. The 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 premise of Oi is fuck you. Coxbar is the best Oi band. My ever. favorite, for sure. On the best Oi record ever, Shock Troops, lies a little song towards the end. Yeah. Called Out on an Island. Beautiful. 
that could bring the world together. You know, mm. if you, you you take somebody aside, you say, this is oi. This is an oi band. They'll go, I love oi. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you I could show my dad and mom out on an island tomorrow. And they'd say, buddy, that was beautiful. They say, oi, Mike. What was that? And then <laughs> that I show them, take right. them all. Yeah, yeah. And it's, hey, kill everybody. So that's a soft song by a an overall hard band. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to give one of my prime examples then. Please. I'm going to go with a Cro-Mag song. The only one. That was my next pick, but is a perfectly when when I I I think it's about Krishna. I I, I think probably. He talks about lotus eyes and like all this stuff is you know there's symbolism. I think it's um a Krishna song. It could but, be a love song though, you know? So when when they played the Rumble this year, he introduced it by saying like this song could be about a lot of things, but I'm, I'm going to, tonight I'm deciding it's about my wife. So yes, it can be about a lot of things, I think. Dude, and beautiful song. It's a beautiful song with a cool ass bass and then guitar intro. And then the like five different variations of, of seven, eight, five, seven, like just a bunch they, of that I shit. mean, he took all of those. Oh, yeah. Those every, are all taken. Seven, every, eight, five, seven is gone. You got to add a six to not be Chromax. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> the only one is... The first time they they had ever done anything like this in the yeah. discovery. If, like if you go chronologically, if you go Asia Quarrel into this, you get to this song and it's like, I have to imagine old heads were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, because it's singing, singing. Yeah, singing, singing. It sounds like a love song. Yeah. Very melodic. It takes two younger chuckleheads like you and I to objectively peel back and say, no, this is good. When, when Chromax with John Joseph started coming back around mm-hmm. in the like 20, 2009, 2010, there was a show at, at the sub T and Shane of the killer and the rumble and a million shows, every mm-hmm. fucking heavy show pitted to only crush the demoniac. And someone like, as he was like walking out, someone was like, Oh, Shane. And he was like, he said only best wishes songs. That's like what he said. And that was my first like, oh, I should check out that record, I guess. You know, like I hadn't, the, yeah. I hadn't gotten there yet. And I heard that song and I was like, okay, this is a cool song. It sounds a little bit like a like a certain Iron Maiden song, but this is a good song. And then you kind of get down the line and you hear the only one. And that was the one mm-hmm. that got me. Oh, really? Yeah. So if I, in my opinion, I mean, Death Camps rocks also. There's a lot of The tracks. Age of Quarrel, the song. Yeah. Is the hardest, is as hard of a pit as Apocalypse Now. Yeah, it's great. Um, so if you're curious, if you haven't checked out Best Wishes, that I'd say start there. Or start at track one. You never know. Start from the top. The artwork alone. So it'll cool. get anybody. So cool. That's an incredible record. Um, my next pick, little band called Converge. On the album No Heroes. Okay. There's a an epic opus. It's like a two-part track. Featuring on main vocals, Jonah uh-huh. Jenkins from Only Living Witness, a song called Grimheart Black Rose. Haunting song. Haunting song that builds to this insane back and forth with Jonah and Jake. Yeah. That's like kind of where it first gets aggressive for the first time in the entire song. Yeah. But still is the most melodic section of the song because of Jonah. See, this is, this is two of my favorite things yes. colliding. One of the people who you do, <laughs> one yeah. of the one of the guys I've I've been attempting to personify yeah. my whole musical career. Truly, that's one of their best, one of their coolest songs, like composition. And that's wise. my favorite record overall. Amazing. No, I'm a no heroes man. Sue me. 
you know? Take me to court. I won't. So what's fun for me is it can always come back to youth crew. <laughs> and youth crew has a plethora of yeah. like kind of soft songs based on a genre of like pure like youthful aggression, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, These motherfuckers point, got, got ballads, yeah, man. Some of them. And Turning Point, as I've said a million times, is like um, one of my favorites. The song Behind This Wall, it starts with an acoustic guitar and it's mm. got like full on singing. Yeah. And um, it was of, I forget exactly how it worked, but it was of like a three part thing. It was the last thing they did before they either broke up or before Skip died. One of the two. Was that, and, did that stray from the way that they sounded on that song? A thousand percent. Okay. So like there would, they were a band that would kind of like, maybe there'd be a hook and he'd mm. get a little melodic, but never the whole song. Gotcha. He would, there would be shouting 90% of the song. This song is the opposite. And the majority of it is is all melodic and the the instrumentation's great. The story is like it's about building up a wall around yourself and and wanting to reach someone who's behind the wall. So it's Pink Floyd's The Wall. <laughs> it's, the, it's that. <laughs> it's about Pink Floyd's The Wall. It's a fucking awesome song. I've seen bands cover it and play the guitar part incorrectly, which always bothers me. Dude, how brutal is that? It's brutal. One of the main reasons that we cover Master Killer so often is because of the amount of times I've seen Master Killer butchered. I've seen Master Killer butchered by people who play in Marauder. <laughs> Breaks my heart. It's that. Just do that. Don't do anything less than that. It's a tricky part. Leo showed it to me and it's... It's out there. Anyway, not enough about yeah. Marauder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't about Mar today's not about Marauder, I swear to God. Um my next pick would be there's a lot of crowbar songs I could have chosen. Yeah. That is truly like for the for the for the true metal fan, the riff guy, the hardest emotional music in the world. Yes. Period. Yes. I chose, and this was tough. Because it's not a thoroughly soft song. Okay. But when you measure it to the rest of the discog and you listen to the lyrics, the lasting dose is like you and you and your boys are arm in arm, tears in your eyes, sing along to this song. This is the opening track from Sonic Excess. Okay. It, it's like, I think it's the most melodic crowbar song. Oh, interesting. Um, especially in the context of opening an album was very ambitious. Being like, if you go from fucking conquering opening one record, yes. what's the first song on Broken Glass? Is it Broken Glass? I think so. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. It's super melodic. It's beautiful. It's powerful. It might not be technically soft like there's crazy riffs and there it is still kind of a, aggressive and driving but it is it is beautiful and it is emotional and powerful with crowbar specifically it's like every song is quote-unquote soft you know what i mean yeah. while being the hardest heaviest song after at, at, by by odd fellows rest that was really the case it was like hey man i like music i swear to god you yeah. know whereas before like Self-titled and Broken Glass are most are like, dude, borderline hardcore songs on there. Conquering starting with do got 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 by itself, yeah, 
Tell awesome. me that's more hardcore than most things. And then by Oddfellows Rest, they they found that balance of like, yeah, this is all insanely melodic, even the hardest songs. Just the the best riffs, pound for pound, of any band ever. They're they're one of those bands that impress me by it kind of like Cannibal Corpse, where it's like, granted, I think the spectrum of what Crowbar can do is a bit broader than yeah. what Cannibal Corpse can do. The fact what, that Cannibal Corpse is still exactly innovating by doing the same thing, it should be studied. Yeah. It, who else? Who else is doing that? Nobody. Crowbar. Crowbar. That's Iron it. Maiden. Like, yeah. 100%. You know, like, you're, and those are, hey. Like, Bolt Thrower just stopped because they yeah. couldn't do it again. Yeah. They said, we can't do this again. So we're done. <laughs> Here's the best one. Here's the best one. I don't have anything else. Crowbar will never say that. Cannibal Corpse will never say that. You know what? I'm bringing it back to Marauder. Now listen. The majority of the song is pretty heavy. Oh my God. But Find My Way on Five Deadly Venoms has, for anyone who doesn't know, please pause this and listen to this song right now. When you get to the bridge... End of the road seems so far away. That comes in like a fucking freight train. Little little tempo increase. It's kind of the same riff from Unify, just sped up. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, dude, it that part rocks and to yeah. me makes the whole song. What's interesting about that is hearing the Eddie Leeway demo version. Yeah. That is another like big singing part. So I wonder if Jorge and Maybe he'll be able to answer this on the show sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Could could give us some depth into whether or not I want to know if he heard those Eddie Leeway songs and if he took any of that with him. Obviously, none of it is the same lyrically, but that part is very melodic. I mean, I guess it has to be. It's a slow, clean guitar section. But man, the the LP version, good God, it's. And do you know, like, because I know that some of that was like demo stuff and blah, blah, blah. Was it recorded as a demo or is that just like. That's what I've heard. Right. Is that Five Daily Venoms was like the pre-production and then it was a different band. And then it was just Five Daily Venoms. Okay. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Totally. Totally. Maybe soon. <laughs> Great pick, Bowen. Thank you. Amazing pick, even. Uh, my next pick. Uh, we're going to, we're going to keep it in the state of New York real quick. Kind I mean, kind of, yeah. Some New Jersey in there too, but you tell me into another isn't hard and I'll slap you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. Even if it, I'm not, you know, the, in the band themselves might be like, we're not really a hard man. I wouldn't yeah. slap them. In the, I'd be like, hey, guys, you are whatever you say. <laughs> but in the context of their smash hit debut LP, ignore us two snowflakes. Oh, as the mid album kind yeah. of breather. Yeah. Between the madness. That's a soft song by an emotionally, powerfully hard band. Really My good. Pick. Love. I miss you so much. I feel myself melting hmm. again. I knew you were going to pick an into another song. Like I knew it. Mm-hmm. And. I didn't think it was going to be that one. Interesting. Well, dude, this is, and we were talking to Jay on that, on the Mind Force episode. 
yeah. he brought up that this is the song they played when the pit got too crazy. Really? They played this to subdue the mosh. Wow. Which that's that's a testament to what a a how fucking hard you are. Yeah. You know? B what a powerful, beautiful song this is. Wow. It's basically this this song is the musical version of Hey big guy, sun's getting real low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. The Two Hulk. Snowflakes. The pit hulk. Yeah. Interesting. I forgot that about Jay. Seems like a whole lifetime ago. Now, Bo, why don't we keep talking about Richie and why don't you tell me one that I know you want to say? You did know. I did. It's interesting. So. Oh, uh, unless it's on your top five. I don't want no, to. No, no, it, it's not. There was just a lot. Yeah. Like there were a lot to pick, you know? Yeah, but there's one that's. Yeah. Mass Movement is by Underdog is like the coolest song. Yeah, it's it's a, a, a pretty much a reggae song yes. for the majority of of the time kicks into a kind of like fast part. And then, man, I, you know, I knew about under I, I think I've told the story before, but I knew about underdog yeah. and, and then a burning fight when they played it. Mm-hmm. And there were people who were like slow skanking during the fast part because they knew the reggae back part was the, coming back. Yeah, it was coming back, and when that happens, man, oh man! I I think that mass movement is a like in the chart of hardcore. Like if you looked at like a one of them like Time Magazine like chart and graph of the timeline, yeah, mass movement has to be a little dot on the chart of like what hardcore can be. You know, wow! Like hey, this is a reggae song, and it's a hardcore song. Yes. Bad Brains had reggae songs. Yes. I'm going to tell you about one of them later. So as am I. <laughs> uh, but but this both at the same time as one thing in yeah. a way that makes sense and kicks ass and stands out amongst all their other material. Tough to do. Tough to do. And like somehow, because there's, the, there's another song where it's where he names kind of like countries. In yeah, Australia, yeah. down in New Zealand, in America, and and it's like a, another dub part. So like they did it. it. It's just like it's impressive to me that they were able to do that without it being like a crazy gimmick. Yeah, I mean, and the message like, of mass movement is is everything. Is everything that sisters, we're saying on here every week. We hate one another, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Great Love pick, underdog. Bowen, and me. <laughs> <laughs> Great pick, Bowen, on my behalf. Um, okay, this is a this is a. I guess I'll I'm gonna keep it on Kirk real quick. Are you familiar with Kingdom of Sorrow, Bo? I know I know the band. Yes, music wise, I'm not very familiar. Kingdom of Sorrow is a side project helmed by Kirk from Crowbar and friend of the show Jamie Josta. They put out two or three LPs now, I think. Hmm. On the first one. My God, there, dude! I'm telling you, which song is it? Screaming into the sky. Okay, this is gonna be the song on the playlist this time. I can't wait to see the Spotify graph go up for this song. This is the one. Most people don't know what this is. Most people will soon know what this is and be like, "Holy shit, where was this?" 
Uh, I regret putting it on here because now I can't rip it off. <laughs> but King of Sorrow, Screaming Into the Sky, is okay. the perfect mix of a Crowbar song and a Hatebreed song. Got it. And you can tell it's like, oh, both of these guys are really putting their brains together. You can tell on the record that there's Josta songs and there's Kirk songs. Yes. This is yes. a Kirk song with a Josta breakdown. And that's, hey. That's it, dude. That's it's as good as it gets. That's it. Yeah. So King Rosaro screaming into the sky. This is the one. When you're done with listening to this episode, I want you to come back and go, yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Period. I, I knew you were going to have picks that I wasn't considering. Sure. And that's just not it's so much my forte. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I, I'm. It's funny. I didn't think about Kingdom of Sorrow. Just didn't even consider. I it. went through my whole library. This yeah. Time around, you know? Yeah. I was going through my LPs. I was shuffling songs while going through my LPs. To me, this is the perk. This is another, you know, no diss to Spotify, but Apple Music having my library I've been building since I was 15 years old on it. Pretty convenient as part of it. You know, as just one thing. That's a really good point. Spotify don't have that. As much, like the UI is great, the discovery is great. Yeah, but my whole fucking library is on Apple. I'm stuck <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah, and it and sounds better. It sounds so much better. I got I got a foot in each pond. You know, I'm living same. Just because I want to hear what things sound like to the the masses. Yes, because you would not believe how few people use Apple Music compared to Spotify. Is is it's it's less than twenty percent? I think. I think it's about ten. Like when you compare the two, especially for yeah. for my on my end, I can tell you when looking at the stats of both. Yes, it's same. probably ten percent. Yeah, it's that's pretty shocking. far out, guys. Get Apple Music. <laughs> it's ra- I mean it's wrapped propaganda and yeah, <laughs> I understand, dude. It's so fun. <laughs> Rap propaganda is good. It's one of the greatest marketing stunts in history. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. Is Alice in Chains a hard band? Brother, they okay. better be, because let Great. me tell you, I got <laughs> okay. one on my list. Okay, good. Now, they, what's interesting is they have a plethora. This was, they, this was, this was maybe the most difficult of right. like, which one do I pick? Uh, uh, oh, dude. Which one did you pick? I went, my, my, my gut is Nutshell. Is that what you picked? That's my, that's, that's, sorry. That's what I picked. Yes. Okay. My gut, yeah. I, like, that's fair. Yeah. I went from the same record. No excuses. Dude, the, 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 the hook in no excuses is a, is like a top five for me. Yeah. Um, boy, I just, you know, both are on the unplugged set. So it's kind of like, God, darn yeah. Me. So it's kind of like, if it's on that, I feel like they're purposefully picking more emotional songs. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I just kind of got the vibe of it, whether it's true or not. Yeah. And, and it's what they open with. They open Man, with if we're going unplugged, the sludge factory unplugged version, I'll cry right now. And, and I mean, <laughs> they, they have, I'm looking at dirt on the wall. I can think of the unplugged set. Like they they have no shortage of like emotional songs and That's they are the whole, yeah. a hard band. And you know. like, they proved it. <laughs> hey, we mean this shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I talk about them a lot, but I can't. I can't praise that band enough. I really. No, I mean, think that's that's Martine's favorite band of all time. They age like wine. It's yeah. unbelievable how it, you can put on any record, anything. You're set. 
I, 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 they're still rocking, you know, to this day. Yeah. Jerry's, Jerry's still rocking on his own to this day as well. I wish that Lane could have received the, the adoration that the TikTok audience is giving Mm. bands like Creed, you know? Yeah, of course. Who, it's about time for one, but two, (laughs) uh, you know, I, I would have liked to see them because young people hear this and go, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Right. So yeah. keep it coming. Yeah. Make it happen. Uh, Bring it back. Hey, not not for nothing. Some later Alice in Chains rocks too. Oh, yeah. It, but it's and like the hard songs are the ones I like from that. Yeah, Agreed. Those agreed. are hard ass bangers. Like those are some fucking he 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 heard hate breed and was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I would pick Nutshell. I think that's the. Good I thing. think that's th- that and Down in the Hole are like the most vulnerable okay. songs. Yeah, no excuses me. was my Alice in Chains pick. But yeah, I, I I knew that was coming and I prepared. Yeah, and I am glad I did. And we had different songs, we had different perspectives. You know, that's good. I I have there's a few songs on my list where I have like a backup because I know you're gonna pick one and you know maybe <laughs> I I'll pick one that you don't have on there. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about them on the show. Okay. Little band, one of one of my favorite doom metal bands of all time. Little band called My Dying Bride. <laughs> you know, the first time I ever heard of My Dying Bride is because of that. Of that video? You guys no, you guys doing it in the van in Europe. Oh. <laughs> we were obsessed. Dude. I was like, what is that? We are and- from England. We are my dying bride. <laughs> uh, that's from Dynamo. Mm-hmm. The biggest show of their careers, and he <laughs> his voice cracks when he's saying their band name in the beginning of the set. <laughs> anyway, the first song on "Turn Loose oh. the Swans," which is to me their their ultimate classic record, is called "Sear Me," M C M X C I I I, which I'm sure is Roman numerals. M C, I think it's like 2003. I think M C M X C three three one I I I. That's 2003. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, is that? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. it's the first but. song. It's only piano, electric violin, and vocals. Wow. It's like eight minutes long. <laughs> it's the opening track. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. Wow. And it's just this big fucking crescendo to the all the way to the end. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't. Can't praise it enough. And this record overall, this record is a really good mix throughout of soft and hard it, mm. within the, the, the scope of each song, individual song, mm. big, hard riffs. He has a scary voice and a pretty good singing voice. Yeah. His whole gimmick is kind of following the riff with his vocals. Sure. Which is like kind of what you're not supposed to do. Right. But he has a charm to it that has worked for him for so long. Uh, and they're still putting out bangers to this day. Are they really? They're still a band? I, I still didn't know a band, that. still rock. Huh. One of the best records they've ever put out was pretty recent. The Vargas to Whitby. Where are they from? They're from England. Never mind. They are from England. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to your home state. Second LP. By a hundred of them demons. Wow, dude. Uh, uh, repeat process. 
And it's like, weird because it's like it's, it's like it's not tri- a soft song. Exactly. I know. I know. It's kind of. <sighs> but who knew he was going to do that? And, and and there was a reason. Like that was the music video song. That was like yeah. the single. It was like. Let, let, let's see, we can get some people to pay attention to this because of blah, blah, blah. And that's smart and what you should do. I mean, I think that has stream, more streams than any Twitching Tongue song. There you go. You it's, it stands out from the discography. And I think people who don't know anything about Connecticut hardcore know that song. I love that that song is, well, you know what? I love that that band is like kind of two different it's, you know, two different versions of the same software, you know, 1.0 and 2.0. Like <laughs> oh, each dude, record. absolutely. And, and throwing in stuff like that is so fucking cool. Yeah. And I wonder if they wrote that to have a melodic part. I could see that. I also think Pete was maybe just like, yeah, you guys know I can sing like really good, right? <laughs> should, should I do that? Okay, I'll do that. Um, this fucking band and record and song that's right here yeah i know that's why i'm pointing my heart to the audio listeners it's right Um, there dude i think this record is some of the best production for that style of heavy agree um i think very clean and still hard yeah it's like sterile and hard yeah which like when I say something like that, it makes me think of like Heartwork by Carcass. Like you're hey, at dude, that it's, level. It's very Heartwork. That's cra- That's a really good comparison. You're at that level of production, which in my opinion, dude, embodiment, like you play yeah. embodiment. It's one of the craziest sounding things to kick in ever. Yeah, I'm 100%. talking that level. And man, I just love it. I love that record. Amazing pick. I'm sad you got it before me. So there was a couple Sheer Terror songs I could have picked. Maybe pe- may- many people would be shocked to hear that. But they dabbled. They showed you that they were, they were emotional guys. They were eclectic guys. They had different musical tastes than most New York hardcore bands. On the old, new, borrowed, and blue EP, there's two covers on there. Right. There's Johnny Cash, I Still Miss Someone, mm-hmm. and my favorite, Everything's Fine by the Saints. They got trumpet in there. There's a whole brass section in there. Uh, he flexes how good he is at singing in this. On this whole record. The man's got pipes. Yeah. I, I listened to it after your EP, after our EP episode. This was one of your yes submissions. I listened to it because I hadn't heard it. And I remember taking, like, my a, a major takeaway from it was like, Paul Bear can sing. <laughs> like He can sing, dude. He's he got go- crazy pipes. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I would love to hear him do a full record of that at some point. Interesting. But yeah, this this cover in particular, everything's fine, as a softer song by this classic Celtic Frost esque punk band from New York yeah. <laughs> needs to be just you know give it a shot. Yeah. You're gonna love it. Um, I remember being in early high school and having the Boys Don't Cry cover on my iPod, and I think it's a live. It's live, it's live, right? Yeah. And it's, it's like, last time we played here, there was like 50 million fights going on. Don't disappoint Not us. disappoint us. Yeah. Robert That's, Smith sucked my dick. It's like, whoa. And then they cover the cure. It's and so good. And then they good. cover the cure. It's it was awesome. probably insane. It was probably a bloodbath. God. <laughs> so cool. It's so Nobody cool. else was doing that. Nobody Who else is do doing that. Yeah. Ahead of their time, truly. 
hard band covering the softest song. But, and it's like that would have been an easy pick, Boys Don't Cry, but right. it is live. Yeah. And I want really. people to hear how crazy the production on Old New Bar and Blue is. For sure. I just I love the idea of a really hard band covering the softest song, but in the song itself is actually kind of hard. Yeah. I don't know. It's just cool. It's really cool. It's like a triple entendre. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do I got here? I'm going to do my crowbar pick. It's it's my uh, line check riff. I think it's one of the most beautiful songs. It's Planets Collide. And I know that's like their number one song. Uh, It's their most. But that's new. Yeah. Yeah. And why is that, Colin? New people find things and gravitate gravitate towards different aspects of things, you know, like what super heavens, big track. I don't think that was a single on the album. I think that was just a track. It was a TikTok thing, right? Yeah. And that's like, I I think that like, (laughs) I think Creed's biggest song on streaming is now one last breath, which like you even know that one, you know? No. Yeah. See, you would think higher and with arms wide open. Higher, of course. That one last breath is home and now. I'm six, I'm six feet from. And which cool. is an unbelievable song. Unbelievable. Also, dude, uh, I, that okay. that the 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 kids have chosen. They've yeah. made their choice. They've said, "No, you were wrong. This is the banger." And I, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I dabble in TikTok. I'm really not a TikTok head, but I'll go on there occasionally. You're and- on there. Dude, but it's been much less. I believe it. Oh, believe okay. me. Like over the last few months, I've just like it's it's a lot to keep up with. Sometimes um, <laughs> there there is a definite like you know a sound tread where it's that it's like the the video you made of going to the Chase ATM. It's that. Yeah, I did that intentionally. You know? And that was is I bet you that's why. That's how it is. There's some. Yeah. It's like I don't know if that's what happened with Planets Collide. Yeah. But right. like for instance, my wife didn't grow up a Crowbar fan. I put that record on Planets Collide hits. She goes, who is this? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it is what it is. I mean, you've been baptized in a lake of tears, you know? Fucking, but you learn from what's killing you. Like, but you learn from what's killing you. Beautiful. Like, it's real. Poetic lyrics. Let me see something. Let me see something real quick. Uh, no, I was going to slap some reverb on it, but <laughs> um, um, also knowing that so many crowbar lyrics are about, you know, battling with addiction and alcoholism. Like the, he, the, he takes the most personal aspects of his life and turns it into art. And what's harder than that? But literally nothing. Nothing. Wow. Crowbar, we already went over. We don't need to do it again, but they're such a special band. Such a cool outlook on what heavy music can be. I think they are like... I know it's easy. Ringworm has the title of your favorite band's favorite band. Sure. But like Crowbar, in a way that no band can be, is like your favorite band's favorite band in the aspect of like... Oh, yeah. you. I am directly... Everything can sonically pull from Crowbar. Amazing. And, every, really and a good. lot of things do. Willow Smith is a big fucking Crowbar fan, you know? Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. How can you not be? Yeah. If you hear Crowbar, you like Crowbar. That's really yeah, right. what it is. Yeah. If you don't like Crowbar, it's because you haven't come across it yet. Right. <sighs> Period. Profound. Period. Um, okay, my next pick would be... <laughs> 
I can piss you off real quick. How about I piss <laughs> Bo off real quick? Yeah. Oh. Now listen. Now listen to me. I don't talk about it on here a lot. But Bo knows I'm a big Guns N' Roses guy. Big time. And I think this song in particular, if Bo was in the car with me and I put this on and I mansplained to him a little about why it's so good, I think he'd come away going like, that was pretty good. You know? Listen, I can admit that on paper, Guns N' Roses is a band that I like. Yeah. I like the like dirty Hollywood trash. You hate playing. his voice, right? I, no, it's not even that. It's really not even that. It's fucking Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise. It's just like having this shit. It's the same. Yeah. I don't consider them like they're not on my top five worst bands list. They're okay. not. Because you know, dude, like Slash as a riffer and as like Slash maybe has in all of music. Yeah. The best lead placement. Oh, and yeah, memorability yeah. of any guitar player ever. Great guitar player. I love the thing where he wouldn't stop soloing and Michael Jackson got pissed. <laughs> um, Duff is like a hardcore dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like awesome. I'm, I'm down. Like I, like I said, on paper, I am down with Guns N' Roses. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. Do you know the song Don't Cry? I don't think so. Bo. I'm going to listen to the playlist that we inevitably make from this episode. I think you will hear this and be like, dude, this this just simply rocks. Okay. Uh, it is It is a top... It is in general a top five ballad of all time for me, but Guns N' Roses isn't as hard as a lot of these bands, which is arguable. You could be mine, dude. Mm. Hard fucking song. Anyway, that's not about this. This is not about that. This is about Don't Cry. Um, this was hearing this as a kid. Yeah. I knew Guns N' Roses as the sweet child of mine, Paradise City of, Band. Of course. Where it was like, oh, they're rock. Yeah, they're That's just straight up. Music. Yes, yes, yes. And this, this might have been the first ballad I ever heard. Truthfully. Wow. Before Imagine. Fade to Black, before anything. Wow. Imagine that. And I was I was obsessed with this song. And there's two versions of it on Use Your Illusion 1 and Use Your Illusion 2. <laughs> um, and at, when, upon dissecting the entire GNR discography, which I've done many times, as I've said, I'm a big fan. This is my favorite Guns N' Roses song. This is one of the best ballads ever. And I think it's so good that you would you at least wouldn't hate it. Yeah. So it's it's like I don't like I consider Red Hot Chili Peppers like a a, a collection of con men who tricked people somehow. Great musicians. Dude, they were illusionists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great band. They they Christian bailed and fucking Edward Norton their way and tricked people with magic tricks into believing their shit. I, they, they prestiged and illusionist both at the same time. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't consider guns and roses that. Okay. I truly, I give them a little more credit than that. I just, I, I, I don't dig it. Dude. I think there's some, I, I could probably make you a 10 song guns and roses playlist where you'd be like, this is incredible. I'll tell you what, do it. And I'll listen to it. Okay. I will. I'll give it an earnest listen. Cause, dude, I'm. I think the thing as a guitar player, you hearing where Slash puts leads. Yeah. He'll insert a lead for five fucking seconds, and you'll remember it for the rest of your life. Okay. It's eight notes, and you'll know. <laughs> and I don't think anybody does that as well as he does. Like, I'll do that with them. I won't do that with fucking with the Chai Chai Peppers. Peppers. 
uh, System of a Down, White Stripe. Like, I won't do that with certain bands, but Justice I will do for that. The with Chili Peppers. Great band. For the record, on record, Hardlore approves the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What's your next pick? Here's a little tie in <laughs> Guns N' Roses cover Attitude by yeah. The Misfits, which See? is dope. That's dope. That's all they, Duff. Doesn't Duff sing it? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to pick a Misfits song. Think about it. The Misfits, in my opinion, are a hard band. Oh, 100%, dude. You know, especially early 80s. And especially, one thing I, I don't think people realize is like, if you look at like kind of candid, not on stage pictures of the Misfits back then, they're gimmicked up all the time. No, they they had it dialed in immediately. They're to walking a point where around, it's like, how the fuck did you know that? They're walking around like small ass towns in yeah. middle America wearing bones and shit and they getting were, arrested they were, for They took, they saw Clockwork rock. Orange yes. and they were like, okay, we're going to do that, but skeletons. And we're they, Drews, and they but lived scary. It. Yeah. Yeah. Every song is, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fuck your mom. <laughs> and aliens are here. They're real. Yeah. Now. <laughs> and I'm not a, dude, I'm not a son of a bitch. All right. That's the, <laughs> that's the other ones. <laughs> you better think about it, baby. So of their very, like they have, we've, again, we've gone on and on about the Misfits. I think they're one of the most important bands to ever exist. Ever. Some kind of love. Some kind of hate. I'm so sorry. Some (laughs) kind of hate. (laughs) Which starts with some kind of love. love. Yeah. You know, whatever. Easy, easy mistake. But. Easy mistake, but the (laughs) that's like a Phil Spector, like. Easy wall of sound pop song. I mean, it's all it's all it's all Elvis, you know? Yeah, of course. He took the Elvis root notes and rewrote them. That in particular. Yeah. Yeah, that's four four. Um yeah. is man. That's that's a I'm per, I'm really sad we didn't play that one this year, but it's. Hey. I mean, hey, there's always next there's year. There's always baby. next year. Uh, the thing, uh, something cool about that song is that was one of the first songs I ever learned on guitar because it's uh, pretty easy on guitar. I mean, most yeah. songs are pretty straightforward, but that's, I remember my friend was playing and I was like, that's it? Yeah. I could do that. I, know, can play, was, I can play a song? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then the the woe parts and, and then of course the fucking... Maggots in the eye of love won't copulate. It's like, what the won't hell? Copulate. What the hell are you talking about, Glenn? Yep. Yep. <laughs> See? And now go <laughs> to now go to G. Then and then G is the fucking It's amazing. It's amazing. I and there's a, a little there's a lead oh, in it. Oh. There's That's a lead perfect. in it. It's a per, it's an awesome song. It's perfect song. And I, it's like a little boppy love song. I have no idea what he's talking about. It's a but, 50s duop song that yes. like they put on like 45 by accident, you know? Perfect, Colin. Pardon this interruption. I've got something very important to say. I'm so thirsty, Bo. Are you? You know what? I am. And it just so happens that I have a <laughs> heaping helping of AG1 right here. You're so lucky, dude. <laughs> Athleticgreens.com slash hardlore. You got to give it a shot because AG1 is our chosen foundational nutritional supplement drink of choice. One scoop 
into 16 ounces of water, 12 to 16 ounces of water a day, you will live better. You will your everything your body is missing is in one scoop of this little green powder. And I just took mine, just in the time that it took Colin to say all that. That's it. Drank them down. It's, it's better than any multi multivitamin I've ever taken. I feel good <laughs> all the time and and God, does that not count for something? I mean, I literally look forward to taking it. I literally yeah. go, oh, it's time, you know. When I drink my AG1, I feel like I've, it's like, all right, time to, time to, to live. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I set myself up for success. Yes. And, you know, if you if you go to athleticgreens.com slash hardlord, you're going to get five free, free travel packs. So no matter what you're doing, you'll have a way to do it. You pour it in a little bottle of water, you get it down at 7-Eleven. Yep. And then you're going to feel better. You're going to live better. Your body's going to be way happier. It also, if you use our code, comes with a one-year supply of the vitamin D and K drops. You and Lord knows y'all need that. I know you you're it. hermited up in your little cave. Dude. Winter is Watching coming. This. You need vitamin D. It's good. Mr. D is is out to lunch. Yeah, he's gone. Sunny D is gone. <laughs> you need the the AG1 version. Little mm-hmm. droplet. Drop it in, boom, you're good. Easy. You're not deficient no more. Give it a whirl ski. You won't regret it. Mm-hmm. We won't regret it. I never have. When I don't take it, god, do I feel it. That is so true. It's also manscape time, Bo. Oh. The original friends of the show, Manscaped, our our first beloved yes. sponsor of this show. We're so excited to tell you about every single week on here because we're so passionate about it. Yes. I love I, not stinking. Oh my God. I love it. It's Can great. you believe not stinking? I can't believe it. It's one of my favorite things to do is to not stink. It's you know, I <laughs> and maybe it took me a little too long in life. To start mm-hmm. not stinking. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know not stinking all the time was even an option. You right. Know? There's always I thought something. you had to stink sometime. Mm-mm. You really Mm-mm. don't. And Manscaped makes that possible. They got cologne, body wash. They got the crop reviver, the crop preserver. They got deodorant. <sighs> they got yeah. everything. Everything for a man to escape with or anyone, really. It's just yeah, a really. clever name, but anybody just- can use it. And everybody loves the smell. It's universally renowned it from, is. from my experience. When some big old bastard puts his crotch up my balls, he takes it with, <laughs> it's going to be good. No matter the circumstance. You know? Tell him the code. It's code hardlore. You get 20% off and free shipping, period. Forever. Christmas is right around the corner. Holidays, whatever. Hanukkah, whatever Dude, you're celebrating. You need this. You need for it. For your friends and your family. We they need stink. this. They reek. Your family reeks if you're listening to this. And you can save them. <laughs> Together, we can save them. Hardlore Manscaped and you. 20% off free shipping. Uh, I just want to shout out Donable Guitars real quick. Tell me about I it. can't give you a discount code. I can't nope. do nothing for you. I can just put you on to the best guitars I've ever played. That's all I got to say about that. Shout out. Back to the episode. Up next, I got a little song. By a little band very close to the show. Little band called Disgrace. (laughs) The last song on their LP, True Enemy. Conclusion. Taylor sings the entire thing. Wow. It's like a legit ballad. I don't know what it's about. I've never asked. I don't want to know. Beautiful song. 
Is there is the acoustic in that? Uh, no, that's the uh, Segway interlude okay. thing. Okay. But this song has like a has like multiple crazy leads, an insane solo, um, a legit hook. It's pretty short. Yeah. It's like it's like intro, verse, chorus, bridge. I think. It's very short. It is it is one hundred percent melody. Uh, it's a fucking banger, dude. I, when that, I heard that, I was blown away. This might be one of your coolest picks so far, <laughs> just because like I I didn't even consider it. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, who would? I mean, exactly, they have they've got exactly. seven hundred monthly listeners or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. You guys need to listen to Disgrace, <laughs> dude. That's the best man. Period. Um. So a little tidbit that I love is that acoustic segue on that record. I texted your brother and asked him if that was the same from Twitching Tongues recordings because it sounds exactly alike. It's the same guitar for sure. That's what I mean. Same guitar. Yeah, it is the The same actual literal guitar is the same one. I love, that's just a cool little tie. I know it's just because that's the acoustic in the studio, but I love that that's like a tie-in. It's cool. The Takamine, our (laughs) shitty little Takamine was the the pit acoustic guitar. Love Um, it. I don't know where it is. Probably a lot, of, a lot, a lot of things were played on that. It's all one guitar. That's cool. Yeah, I, that's that's cool. a little bit of the lore that I like. That is fun. You're right. That's fine. I, I ain't never thought of it like that. Let's go to New York. For, let's start in D.C., get oh. banned, and then move to New York. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Um, now, there's a lot of Bad Brains songs. I got one of my top five. Okay. I'm going to choose... Uh, uh, a dark horse reggae song. Okay, good. The Meek is on Rock for Light. Child children, child children, When I listen to this, the part where he's like, neither will his leaves wither, neither will his orange wither, neither will his skin of the night, neither will the night. Yeah, oh, but dude. be prosperous in the way that he goes. In the name of our Lord, John. John. Like the way yeah, he I'm, like, I'm Rastafarian in that moment. Chills just yeah. now. That that part, even when I was a kid, like just got me, and I just thought it was so cool. Yeah, and it, it, uh, that it's so powerful that I believe in Ja. Straight up, it's like watching The Conjuring. <laughs> Listening to Bad Brains is exactly like watching The Conjuring. <laughs> if I'm uh, being haunted by a demon, I'm Team JC 100. If I see a demonic possession, yeah, I'm in the sure. name of Jesus, repeat it after me, bitch. Yeah, it release them. Listening to Bad Brains, I'm a child of Jaw, and I won't take no any other answer. For those of you who don't know, uh, Rock for Light, which is my personal favorite Bad Brains record, every I think it's like every fourth song is a reggae song. It's reggae, yeah. It's fucking awesome, and I'm so glad that I listened to it when I was like really young. That was an early yeah. punk record for me. Because I feel like I would have been closed-minded to that. There's a there's a moment in the America's Hardcore documentary where one of the like Battalion of Saints guys or somebody is talking about having seen Bad Brains and being like, "Man, they're playing they're playing fucking reggae songs. I'm not here for that, man. You know." And mm. and I I remember being feeling grateful to not feel that way. Like, please uh, yeah. play a reggae song. Like, I'm dying I- here. This was bad rains for me when there was there were a few things when we were kids that older people took us aside and said, hey, if you don't like this, nobody will respect you. Wow. 
And like I imagine it was the same for you. Like age of quarrel. Yeah. If yes, you don't like course. this, nobody will respect you. Yeah. Uh self-titled Rock for Light as one as one thing. Hey, if you don't like this, you're you're out. You're out. You're mm-hmm. shit out of luck. Um so again, yeah, I agree. I'm grateful I was young and was yes. molded by this rather yes. than presented it later. I love it. As you, you'll it. find out later in my top Good. five. Good. Great. Uh, coming down to the wire here. Yeah. Only got a few more before the, ta- the top five. And this is only really, I mean this in the context of their discography. I think young people will be excited about this one because I vividly remember when Trapped Under Ice was showing me demos for Big Kiss Goodnight. Little song called You and I was towards oh, the end. Interesting. And they even they were like, this one's different. We'll see. We'll see what people think of this one, you know? Interesting. And this feels like the kind of like proto angel dust, you know? Yeah. This is like the the blueprint of what what angel dust could be. Where it's like a kind of thoroughly melodic love song in the context of this perfect generational landmark hardcore album. You have often said, and I'm sure uh Scarhead is gonna be later on in what you're what we're talking about. But you've you've Scarhead? said Crown of Thorns. Sorry, Crown of Thorns, yes. Mm. Uh you've said that Crown of Thorns were like emotionally very vulnerable and very I don't want to say soft because it's it's literally hard to even listen to, but it's yeah. you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I I would imagine that Justice feels the same way because I think the similarities in, in, in even their fully heavy songs. Yeah. I had, um, I had them playing while I was like setting up, trying to see if I could pick a particular, and I was like, these are all too heavy for me to say as a soft song, but I forgot mm-hmm. about the deep cut. That's a really good pick. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's like a tender emotional track, mm-hmm. especially when you look at the, just the, the chronology of their discography. Uh, this would surprise you if you were a new listener getting into them now. Maybe not because music is just so different. But I can tell you at the time, this was like kind of a shocking thing for them to do. Interesting. And I loved it. I was all in immediately. Yeah. 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 That's it's one thing that's probably feels good for a lot of bands is like when they do their like kind of experimental stuff, they probably are like, Bet Colin would like this, <laughs> you know. Like, I like hope so. I hope a melodic that's, thing that's, is like that's out there now. You know, I, I, bet, I bet we got Colin with this one. I hope so. Um, if you're listening, you got me. <laughs> Do something weird. Here's one by my favorite hardcore band. Worst song they ever did. And there, <laughs> there's there's meaning behind this. My favorite youth today song is "We Just Might." It's all a song about. It, it's a song about literally you know, fighting drunk people at a show or whatever. The, the, the chorus goes, you say you want to fucking fight. We just might. That's, that's the, the, now they re-recorded pretty it cool on break down the walls and they renamed it time to forgive. And it's all, it's undoing everything that we just might was about. Oh. And I say, <laughs> because I think we that just to might me, not listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> That to me, time to skip. That to me is (laughs) like, I, I, that's not what I'm here for. Obviously I know it's about growth. Obviously I know the meaning behind what they're doing and I'm being a little bit of a brat, but 
That to me is a soft song. We're just we're just having fun online. I'm just yeah. having fun. Today's still my favorite horror movie. <laughs> but that that's that like you had this fucking amazing hard ass song all about like like it, it, that's pre Project X. That's pre Straight Edge Revenge. That's very like yeah we mean this. And then you kind of undo it, and I I'll don't fuck like you that. up. Yeah, I'll, but I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and then, and then it's, but I'm just, I was just kidding. I was just a little hot. Don't worry yeah, about it. See, I, I don't know. like that. I like my fuck you up. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So time to forgive by youth today. That's that's not for me. Okay, understood. Um, I got, a, I got. There's one that I just know has to be in your top five, so maybe I won't say it. Okay. But before we get there, Trypticon, oh. after their first record, had an EP ready to go, which I think is so brilliant. It was just, it came out, I think, like six months later or a year later, called Shatter. And the title track, Shatter, is, how do I describe this? I think to the layman... You would yeah. listen to this and say it sounds like Lacuna Coil or something. Interesting, right? Right. But to me, it just sounds like a, a like slow, subdued, atmospheric Celtic Frost song yep. with a female vocalist on the chorus. Kind of just, and she's just wailing. She's wailing, dude. And the chorus is, "Why did you cast me into a bottomless pit of pain?" And like that's the most that's as Celtic Frost as only death is real, you know. Mm. Um, and who who can't hear that and take something from it, you know? Yeah, you're. You, did I ever tell you that Taylor showed us the Trypticon, the first thing? I feel like yeah on the on the, on the European tour on right? the European tour, and it it changed the trajectory of the band. I know quite, quite, <laughs> <laughs> quite literally, you know. Uh, trip to con. You guys went home and went down, 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 down. Yeah. Um, uh, trip to con and and Tom Warrior has a way of writing music that is all these things happening at once. Yeah. Where it's heavy and hard, but like pretty and soft at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's. That's really difficult to do. It is. And I think, like, I could have said Dying God coming into human flesh, you know? That's a that's a beautiful song that is soft until it's not. Yeah. Shatter, Trypticon was like a, re- was the reset button for Tom. You know, it was like, hey, this is, and the trip, the name Trypticon may be the best, one of the best band names ever, I think. Why is that? So Triptych. I feel like we've talked about this on here. Before. I don't. I don't know this, so I okay. don't think so. Well, Triptych is a three-part piece of art: Hellhammer, Celtic Frost, Triptychon. Oh. It's part three of his his painting. Oh you know, my god, genius! Um, That's amazing. I never knew that. It's brilliant. So the first the first LP is the reset button, but it's very much like, hey, here's Monotheist, way fucking better and yes, way right. harder. And then immediately, hey, here's a whole different thing than what you just heard. And it's just melodic. But huge. Huge. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Shatter. Check it out. Can anyone else do the fucking like he. No, I've tried and it don't work. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work. I know. Yeah. It doesn't. It just doesn't work. (laughs) 
doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Fuck. Yeah. Um, boy, I'm wondering. I might have one more. Yeah, I'll do one more youth crew song. And then we'll um, and then we'll and then I'll start my top five. Yes, sir. Uh on bringing it down. Okay. Judge have a song called Like You. And it starts with like it, it, it actually kind of sounds like integrity, like like what integrity would eventually do. Yeah, that, like that bridge the, can be made a lot between yeah. judge and integrity. That's like, yeah, they're right I, I there. Agree. I agree. And and kind of like the, just the, it's like a, a clean guitar part with like a, like over it, you know? Fuck yeah. And, and in that, there's like Melnick Brothers to me, but it's just like, um, <laughs> It doesn't. Yeah, I mean stays. that literally. You just sang the Armenian persecution lead. Uh, listen to the, <laughs> listening to the b- beginning of of this song, and okay. it's very very similar. Yeah. Um, like you is is kind of. It's not soft the whole way through, but it's the only song I think on the on the that whole record where there's like full like a ring out chord. It's like a banger, a, dude. Bang! It's a great song. I, yeah. It's funny. I go back and forth with Judge um, about whether it held up or not. It absolutely held up. You know, I I think think the legacy argument can be made, but whatever, dude, like until, until that, until United Blood 20, what, 15, 16? Yeah, 15. Yeah. They were like, they were like the fourth band somebody told me I had to listen to. Interesting. It was like, oh, you're a straight edge too? You got to listen to Judge. You got to listen to Judge, yeah. Judge had a shirt and hot topic, you know? Totally. Judge Judge rocks. So I, I do. I, I landed back on the. Yeah, this holds up. Bringing it yeah. down is unbelievable. Hundred percent. It's incredible. Perfect. So yeah, like you by Judge. Great pick. And thus begins our respective top fives for this little category we've got going on. My fifth favorite soft song by a hard band <laughs> from the great state of New York. Band called Maximum Penalty. <laughs> The song is called and and this is this is maybe going to be the biggest tragedy of this playlist that this song is not on streaming. Oh fuck! I listen to this song every single day. YouTube? At, yes, or the Plex thing, you know. Yeah. Um, at some point, every single day, I put on "Could You Love Me" by Maximum Penalty. It's heartbreaking and relatable. Been so fucking catchy. I I can't sleep at night. I need you to hold me tight. Could you love me? Who don't feel that? Yeah. Who hasn't felt that that strongly at some point? In their who lives? who put that record out? Why is know, that not man. on streaming? I don't know. It's unacceptable. I'll look into it. But it should be out there. And Maximum Penalty is one of those bands that were like this kind of not like a well kept secret, but it was like a if you know you know type thing until yes. Grand Theft Auto. And then all your boys was on there and that was awesome. And then they put out life and times, which is like one of the best comeback pieces of music ever. Before that though, was super life, which features, could you love me? Yeah. This beautiful, beautiful rocking ass, soft kind of like punk rock song. That's how I would describe it is like, this holds up. This is like, it sounds like fucking like a rancid banger, you know? Interesting. Unbelievable song. Baker, Baker, he was uh, Max Penn, baby. Yeah, he was yeah. early, early Max Penn. Yeah, he loves him. 
That that was I was thinking was going to be on your list. I'm going to go. Let's see. I didn't put my top five in order, which was foolish. Okay, I'm going to do this one. I pulled. I pulled from the audience. I used the lifeline. You did. I, I pulled from our our Twitter. Some of the replies. Oh, just, on see, there. I didn't look at that because I didn't want to be. I, I just you know again because I had a gear change. Yeah. I just I, I figured I was forgetting something, and I sure. certainly was. Okay. L- little song called Suicide Note, Part One. By Pantera. You know what's interesting about that, Bo? What's that? That's my number four. You're kidding. Look at us. Synced up. Describe this song, Colin. It sounds like <clears throat> 30, a 36-string guitar <laughs> is playing with like <laughs> such perfect, beautiful precision. If somebody told you, yo, Dime played a 36-string on this. <laughs> yeah, just... Would you say no, he didn't? Or would you say, that's crazy? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's insane. But yeah, that makes sense. No um, wonder. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> he's talking about like cheap cocaine and like pills and shit. And yeah. I don't obviously I can ever if you don't want to kill yourself a little bit. We probably have nothing in common. Yeah. If, if it's never crossed your mind, I don't think we, we have anything in common. Uh, just in general. And let's what's is it? Is it the chorus or is it the pre-chorus? The. Take you the pain away. Well, with the with the scars on my wrist to prove I'll try again. Prove I'll try again. That's the end of the course. Dude. Try to try to live through this night. Un try to die. So Zach Wild yeah. recorded an a big a like crazy polished cover of this song way back when, which is why when the reunion got announced and it was Zach Wild on guitar, I was like, yeah, that it has to be. I think there, he's I mean, the only person that can cut it. Yeah. I mean, there's a video out there that I've seen of when, when Dime was still alive, Pantera's playing, and it's on like the last record, you know? Yeah. Where Zach walks out with a pit bull on a chain on stage, hands the chain to Dime. Dime hands him a guitar, and Zach just shreds a solo. <laughs> it's one of the <laughs> coolest videos I've ever seen. But this song is, dude, it, was down uh correct me i don't know that the timelines very well was was down existing at this point because it's it's on trend kill i believe so it's on trend kill which was 90 oh no uh, uh i'm never <laughs> wrong uh cowboys from hell is 90 right yes and then you better you far better beyond be driven was fuck <laughs> Wow. It was 90, right? Cowboys from Hell was 90. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it was... Uh, Vulgar. Vulgar, which was 92. And then Far Beyond Driven. Far Beyond Driven, 94. Tranquil. Tranquil might be 95. Is it 96? Yeah. Okay. 96. Uh, Every two years, baby, they they pumped him out. God damn. Good for them, <laughs> yeah, it's, man. It's unbelievable. And that's uh, while yeah. touring and loaded up on every drug you can find. <laughs> and 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 like I said, I think I think down. No, I, this may have been the beginning of when the down should start happening, and, and like they had downtime. I think you. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I need my downtime, man. Hey, man, I I fuck it. Fuck that. You can hear down in this song. Is my is my point? Like you can hear 
whether it was already a project or not, I don't know the timeline that well. You can hear Phil singing in a way that is super reminiscent of of what I don't know what down would be, what could eventually be the downfall of that band, which is just like an interesting it is seed, you know, like a little thing that's growing. Well, I know something. And, something. I think he purposefully recorded the all the vocals by himself for this. Yes, whole separately, record. right? Because he's just like I can't deal with other people. I don't want. So you're recording to this. this gorgeous piece of music by separately, himself. and yeah. then you're doing. <laughs> wow! I mean, yeah, straight into one of the hardest songs ever. Maybe the best two-part thing yeah. ever, period. Suicide Note 1 is one of my favorite songs of all time, period. Yes. Any band, <laughs> any criteria. Great. That's Great awesome. pick, Bowen. Great pick. Thank Colin, what's your number four? <laughs> yeah, I should do number four. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do, oh, bringing it back to Glenn. Got it. Her, her Black Wings. Being safe. And it, it's very Peter Steele. Very like. Is this I'm a song? Safe. But it's like this. Here's here now. Here, let me let me let me okay. advocate for, for Satan here. Okay. This is like the Danzig song to me. I, I I agree. I think most obviously. I think Mother is the. But isn't this just kind of what Danzig sounds like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but my that's my point. Is this one for me is all lyrical. It's like uh, the Carnivore song, fucking after the war. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's like that. Yeah. It's like that song to me where it's 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 all kind of like, hey, all of this is superfluous and I'm really safe and warm under her black wings. I mean, I'll be honest, this is the song that made me a Danzig fan. Good. Perfect. This blew my fucking ass off. Dude, this song, <laughs> the chorus is perfect. Whoa, under her black wings. Yeah. And the, the weird like, you know how a power chord, a power chord is like one and then you skip one and then one. Right. That goes one skip two and one into you know into a power chord, like whatever that shape is. Oh, dude, John Christ. Hey, man, there's, a, there's a reason I made Danzig, you know. What's he doing? <laughs> John Christ? Yeah. Uh Jordan Olds was recently in contact. If I'm I don't think I'm even talking out of out of church. I don't know if he's doing anything, but you might want to ask Jordan. Uh -oh. Yeah. Bring him back, dude. I bet he's still got that guitar. I bet he's still got those riffs, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, under her black or her black wings. I always yeah. say under her black wings. But, man, that was, I remember one of the first times I saw Danzig perform. And this was way, this may have been a Johnny Kelly and Kenny Hickey lineup. <laughs> and it was, both, yeah, when they, when they were a five piece. Mm -hmm. And during the woe, they fucking turn on the house lights. And everyone's going, whoa. Yeah. And it's just like so fucking awesome. That's the track. That's the dancing track. That's me. my favorite dancing track for sure. Good pick. Great pick. Thank you. My number three. Bad Brains. Different reggae song. Much more obvious one. The one I'm sure you wanted to pick. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. and I survive. Oh. How That's is this not what? Yeah. Like, if I'm a reggae label, I hear this and go, hey, I'll give you a million dollars to just do 10 of these. Yeah, yeah. Make 10 more, please. Nine more. <laughs> this is the, I mean, I don't like, know if I like reggae, you know? Right, right. But I, I like whatever this is, so maybe I do. 
This song has the hook, the chorus. Yeah. I and I will never try. Listen, no, not high. Un. Try to and, live that way. Dude, and the fucking, the, the bridge, the what did Josh show them? How did I survive? And this is Amazing. another one of those things. When I hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in Ja. Period. Amazing. Amazing song. I know we've brought it up on here before. I think, you know what's funny? I think of like that generation, the Bad Brains are the ultimate band's band. Like yeah. that's. That was everyone's favorite band. Yeah, the Cro-Mags' favorite band is the Bad Brains. Exactly. Minor you know? Threat's favorite band is the, <laughs> is the Bad Brains. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like one of those things. So it is really Beastie interesting. Beastie Boys' favorite band is exactly, the Bad Exactly, dude. Yeah. Exactly. So it's really interesting to, to see that and to realize like, oh, they were also like renowned for their musicianship. Yeah. Prolific songwriters. Great performers. And like yeah. actual punks. Actual punks who followed no mold whatsoever. None. They, like, I, I would believe you if they, if I would believe them if they said we had no influences. We just made what we liked. I'd be like 100%. <laughs> I believe un, you. Unbelievable. Yeah. God, that's, that's cool. It's one of the best bands ever, period. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, they're not a band that's often on my mind, but as we do this show, they come up so much that it's like, oh, they, yeah, they might be it. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't have to listen to this. Cause it's right. al- it's already in here, you know. Well said. It's like like I don't ever if I I could never hear it again and know it. Exactly. Better. I could probably figure it out in five minutes on. I know Rock for Light, front to back, no 100%. problem. I used to listen to it so fucking much in high school. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> this one is is this is my number three. Yes. This one I might have I might have to convince you. Because I don't think it's inherently soft. And I've also used this song. Motherfucker's pulling technicalities on his number three. But think, let me, hear me out. I've also, I've also used this song in the best breakdowns episode. You're sick in the head. Madball, New York City. Shut the fuck up, dude. Dude, the line. This is not what we're doing. Dude, I I disagree. Trying to do this show with this guy (laughs) where I show people hard bands making songs that are unconventional to the way they sound. This motherfucker says the hardest song ever as his number three. This is the hardest song ever. What I'm saying is he is in this song is acknowledging all this like hardness and brutality in, in where he's living and where he's growing up and blah, blah, blah. And he admits that like, it makes my stomach turn. Like it's the worst, (sighs) but it's just part of it. And in that, I think there is a vulnerability no. That I think is really cool. This is the hardest song ever. This is a hard song by a hard band. <laughs> Can I do it? If you're People vetoing, are going to look at I'll, the playlist and be like, why the fuck is that on there? <laughs> if you're vetoing, I'll do a backup. Fine. I like, I mean, this is, it's funny. I think people will listen to this and be like, there goes Bo again. So I'm happy to leave it in. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do one of my backup, my honorable mentions, just, just because then. And this one is this one's also pretty funny. So for number three, honorable mention then. <laughs> Black Sabbath. Sweet Leaf. Oh. <laughs> a song all about love and weed. That's not what I thought you were doing. Yeah. All about love and weed. And yeah. just saying, like, when I first met you, I didn't realize how fucking cool you were. And it yeah. sounds like a love song about a chick. 
but it's all about it weed. is and her name is mary <laughs> jane mary jane and like cool song the fucking uh, <laughs> oh i love that you know one of my one of my favorite like ad libs even though like you know it wasn't it's just ozzy but like him saying crying out crying out yeah. it's like unbelievable to yeah, me yeah mark morrison heard that and was like holy shit yeah yeah, yeah. i got an idea oh my god <laughs> that's not the song i thought you were gonna pick and that's so funny because black sabbath are like ballad gods yeah of course of course but what's funny about like changes is people fucking hated changes is that true big time dude how did people feel about um no more tears or my mom coming home. I think like, by that time, you know that that's that's Zach Wild, Ozzy. He know? just yeah, it so was just like, like you knew what you were getting. That's borderline what you want from him at that point. You know he's gonna rock in some way. People had accepted and embraced things like changes by then. That was nineteen ninety. Copy. Gotcha. So music had had changed by then. That was a smash hit, Mom I'm coming home. Okay. Yeah, I remember it was huge and fucking No More Tears, obviously. No More Tears is another one of my favorite records of all time. Any genre. You want to talk production, dude? Every instrument sounds perfect. Yeah, that was that was that was an interesting pick. I I see where you're coming from spiritually. You know, it's a love song about weed. Yeah. yeah. But I think we must know even though Black Sabbath is not I didn't I just felt too obvious, which is maybe what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. But changes is one of the greatest ballads of all time. Period. That's great. That that was your number three, right? Number three, three point five. My now my <laughs> number two and my number one are basically, it's a toss up. Could have gone absolutely either way. Okay. Depends on the day of the week. Depends on where I am in the country. At home, <laughs> the answer my number two only living witness. Ah, Hank Crane. From the album Innocence. It's a straight up like Western country song. Right. Right. But I'm not in the country in the like, gonna hold my baby, gonna drink some beer. Yeah. Never yeah, fear. Yeah. That is here. Not one of those. Like the good kind of country. <laughs> yeah. It's it's straight up like a cowboy sitting on a rock. Yeah. E- eating a fucking piece of tweed while a yeah. tumbleweed goes by. Yeah. It's acoustic guitar. Like a single violin, some cymbal, cymbal swells, and Jonah's gorgeous soaring voice. Wow. Um, I believe Eric, who passed away, uh, wrote this song and was like the primary uh, person who was... Because they had all kinds of like cr- crazy Western, like Ennio Morricone type movie score elements thrown in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this was a full song of it, and it all crescendos to one of the greatest bridges I've ever heard. Wow. Have will ever hear. Um with this big fucking soaring violin lead under it. Yeah. Uh this is one, another one of just my favorite songs, period. Regardless of this uh this list. Mm-hmm. I I think it 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 I hope this is another one that pops on the Spotify chart. Yeah. So Hank Crane, Only Living Witness. If you like movie scores, if you like 
Like fucking like Chris Stapleton, I think would hear this and be like, "That was a beautiful song, man." Wow. Okay. Just just like in the in the entire scope of music, this is an objectively good song. Love it. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right. My number two. It's it's a really obscure band. Um, <laughs> they're from the Bay Area, uh, called Metallica. It's about time. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. And look, there are obvious answers. This isn't number one. Um, I'm gonna say no, and you'll see why. Okay. Uh, Faded Black is an obvious choice. That's what I had. Yeah. For, oh, that's your number one. No, no, no. For me, I got you. Um, and I think that that's like an obvious choice and, and like lyrically that song's amazing, blah, blah, blah. But I, I truly think softer is nothing else matters. And that's a radio ballad that, and that's a song that I fucking like when I was young, I hated that goddamn song. Yeah. Play it, Colin. <laughs> Do you know the story? I, let's see if I can figure it. The story about how he wrote it. Top three, baby. Top three. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> um, he was on the phone with a girlfriend at the time, and he was just strumming. E G B E B G. Oh, that's all it is. That's all it is. Oh my god! And, and something came to mind, and he went, uh, "I'll call you back," and wrote the song. Well. It was the it was one of the first songs where they're using strings in production. I mean, it's a if you listen to this record, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a broken record, but if you listen to this song cranked in like good headphones, it's good crazy. Stereotism, this song sounds fucking awesome. It, and this song is all about like, hey, I've never opened myself this way, but I'm really glad that we're doing this journey <laughs> together. You know, it's like a song about the boys. It's a song about Lars. It's like it's a love letter to Metallica. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, this is has like, oh, we could, we should do a whole album of this orchestra type shit. And, so and, this, and do you know that's why? Wow. There's a version of this song that is just James, a guitar, some percussion, and then just the string stuff that they showed the dude whose name I forget, who composed S&M. Wow. And he was like, oh, that's really cool. Why is it so quiet on the record? And they were like, we've been meaning to talk to you about that. I thought we could maybe do something. And like, then they they came up with SNM. Wow. That's, that is the domino. Wow. This song, I mean, I'm a faded black man myself. Uh, for sure. I, I won't deny it. The, the fucking, I mean, the verse riff. Yeah. I could never play that. <laughs> I know that oh, you can. It's easy. I can teach able. it to you. I can teach it to you. It's easy. It's A know. minor. Easy. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm a minor <laughs> proficient guitar player, and I don't think I could do that. But nothing else matters is so much more simple. And I think that's why it hits so hard. Yeah. Yes. And the weird, it's kind of like a weird, like, like, I, I don't even like circus. The silliest lead they ever wrote. It's very, but then the fucking the um, insane. Kirk kills that lead, one of his best. Listen, if you're listening to this, Kirk, (laughs) 
I need the dark blood pedal video. Please bring it back. Undelete it, please. For the love of God, we have to showcase this video. Kirk, I need people to see this. Kirk, please. Kirk. 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 It's okay that you did this. It's okay. It's fine. People need to see it. We all make mistakes. We all do funny things that we don't mean to do. I do it constantly. Uh, Every day. For context to the listener, Kirk Hammett had a custom guitar pedal built. It was a prototype for his guitar pedal line is an important detail. There's a prototype called Dark Blood. (laughs) And he's talking about it and he's promoting this pedal by saying, yeah, I used this pedal on the new record and it just blew up my head. Yeah, blew up my amp. Blew up my, and he keeps saying amp, and then he, he keeps going, what did you do to this pet? Amp, amp, amp. <laughs> like, he's selling the pedal by saying it exploded his amp. Which, like, if if you don't know anything about guitar stuff, or if you do know anything about guitar gear, no, it didn't. That didn't happen. That's never happened. Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, and he's so it blew enthusiastic up my ass, about you guys it. Should, you guys should buy it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what like this fuck? fucked my shit up. You guys need this. Trust me. <laughs> and he's basically like, if I ever need to sound like ah, like crazy, yeah, I use this. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a tube screamer. <laughs> it's so cool. And he's Kurt, the best back. ever. He's the biggest yeah, star player of all time. We need it. He's so cool. Anyway, Dark Blood, I need it. Kirk, bring it back. I love you, man. My number one. (laughs) My number one, this should be obvious by now, because, like, I haven't said it yet. Uh, Maybe not obvious to you, but obvious to many listeners, being like, I'm pretty sure Colin loves this song. And they would be right. Little band from New Jersey called E-Town Concrete. Yep. This is it is a it is a soft song musically, but in every other way, it's the hardest song of all time. Mm. It's called "So Many Nights." When I was doing my Twitter reviewing to see if I could find it, that was mentioned a lot. Was it? Yes. So I think people know your brand. I think people get it, man. They know what I'm. They know what I'm about, and I'm about so many nights. There was. I think only um, Return of the Mac have I listened to as many times consecutively in a row without stopping. Really? There was, I think there was a three-day period where I listened to so many nights and nothing else. How? What year would that have been? Ninth grade, probably. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was 14 years old. Um, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. I can't relate to a single thing he said. He says, uh, you know, like my mm-hmm. parents were divorced, but, you know, they seemed they were pretty amicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was awesome. <laughs> uh, but. Cast your judgments, cast all your stones, holding my hand. Holding on to everything I have it, it, like that's it's one of the it's a universal message said in a not. You know what it's no no it's it's a not universal message sung and expressed in a universal way. Ah. It is one of the most expertly crafted soft hard songs I've ever heard. And the fact that he got 
that personal. Yeah. On on this like I guess ballads are when you do that. Sure. But but the idea of E Town doing a ballad to begin with is insane. And it being this yes. good and sounding yes. this good is insane. Interesting. But those that know E Town know they're some of the baddest musicians in in hardcore ever. First time I ever saw them was at Furnace Fest. Four piece band. Them, Could you believe them it? together? Couldn't believe it. Time really, to shine. R- really live recording. Yeah. Wow. Any band that does that deserves to be commended in some way. Yeah, they it's a it's a little extra star there. It is sure. an extra star. To to record live is to, you know, you're real. You can do that shit. You pulled that off. I don't this one, there's no one way in hell this one was live. <laughs> but it's live in my room every time I put it on, I'll tell you what. Interesting. No crown of thorns. I don't no. think that any of those songs, I think those, I approach this differently than you. Yeah, you know? I, I clearly, yeah. I don't think those songs sound soft. Gotcha. And I don't think, I don't think what he's even singing is necessarily soft. That's think, how, I, yeah, that's how I kind of approach yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. You, you, Regardless you of the sound. Song. Yeah, I, I, I went for like, hey, this is outside of our comfort zone. We're trying something else. Okay. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Which, to be honest with you, this has happened to us a couple times where, like, we kind of interpret the task differently. I enjoy that. Yeah, that's fun. It's because I mean, it's like yeah. a fun, you know. Um, no, no life of agony either. I don't think any of those songs are soft. I think they're. I think the 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 emotion in them is inherently so too hard for me to think that there's anything soft about them other than the the cover song. And mo- almost most surprisingly, no of my number one pick, which is typo negative. Again. You don't think Love You to Death I is do. a soft song? I do, but I, I, and it's, it. you have to remove, like in the context of the first three albums, yeah, sure. That's like the first time they ever sounded like that. It, the opener, but, and that's, that's why I chose it. But the overall arc of the band? Sure. They're 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 as soft as they are hard in general. Hmm. Interesting. But I'm not going to argue that because I you know I debated putting it on here. Okay. Okay. Good. And that is like really the, the track one on October Us is like, hey, this is what we sound like now. Exactly. It's a statement. Yeah. Because you have, yeah, and and that was the song that made me a typo fan. Wow. I heard that and I went, oh, I had heard black number one and i had heard slow deep and hard and i was like ah see that's interesting because i it was the harder songs that got me Mm -hmm. and made me think oh it's okay to to do this to Mm -hmm. like this interesting and and what i will say typo and maybe it's similar to twitching tongues maybe this is where we are similar i don't think that there's that many actual sonic similarities between the two bands yeah but we're as soft as we are hard across the board and that, you like, so? there, there's as many, there's probably, when you even it out, as many, like, soft songs as there are hard songs. And that's why I don't consider either just one thing. Okay. And I'm fine. I, I think that's still valid for the discussion 100%. for a band to not be either way. Um, but yeah, uh, Love You to Death was the song that like I heard. I was like, oh, this is just beautiful. And yeah. then it's also like heavy during the verse and then ends 
am I good enough for you? It's like, oh. holy shit. Yeah. Are you kidding no, me? Right. Yes. You're right. Peter, you are. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, and that is, that's probably, I go back and forth between that and World Coming Down yeah. as my favorite record. As, as have I lately. I've been big. World Coming Down is on my wall right now. I've been big on World Coming Down. October Rust is probably thoroughly the softest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's maybe why it's my favorite a lot of time. Interesting. You know? Yeah, I like that. Uh, one of the things is, is World Coming Down, even the cover block, like I love. Like there's yeah. no second of that record where I'm like, ah. Eh. October Rust kind of will get kind of psychedelic at some points that I'm not like thrilled about, but I still. Yeah. The late Beatles stuff on there is like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean, that's my favorite band period. Um, I've never, I've never considered them in the scope of, of up until October Rust. Yeah. That hundred percent. So I guess that that's totally fair. Okay. Totally fair. Great. That's a good pick in that it is probably their best soft song. Yeah, I think so. And and Drudus. Be that I have Drudus. Love You to Death and Be My Drudus as like my backup in case you picked Love You to Death. Interesting. Yeah. Anesthesia is my Right. I do that. You know that's my that's my shit, dude. I do. I do know that. Um, and that, but that's like, that's, that's a hard song in that. Like, it's hard to fucking sing. <laughs> it's hard for him to say all that. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Um, yeah, this was very fun. I like, inter- I like, uh, learning about how we interpret the same topic differently. Yeah. I went very literal. You went very literal. You I went did. a little loosey goosey. Dude, the Madball pick is so funny. I want, I want a little, I want a little wild on Madball. I just, I like the idea. Band. I like the idea of ah, uh, this is kind of fucked up. Ah, uh, like yeah. that, and that's what that song is to me, and that's why I picked it. I thought that was cool. Sure, I get it. I went, hey, we don't sound like this. Here, listen to this. Yeah, valid. Uh, this was very fun. This was this was Hard Lore's Soft Songs by Hard Bands. Hmm. Coming soon will be uh, Hard Songs by Soft Bands. And that'll be different. That'll be very different because we're just not going to talk about hardcore at all, probably. Probably very little. But adjacent, I would imagine. I got my list Some ready. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but right, yeah, this, was, this was a blast. Yes. Um, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. We can't wait. Bye. Bye.